0: Combin on the air! Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started! <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody. Here's your host, Anne, and today I'm interviewing somebody who is an intelligent, professional, interesting, and many-sided man, Tom Leibelt. Tom Leibelt is the chief executive officer of smart brand marketing and we market online courses. At a young age, he has learned the art of selling and negotiation business. He was determined and became an entrepreneur, publisher, salesman, and one of the top Polish hip-hop artists. He published over five thousand kind books built a successful SEO an online course marketing business partnered with a multi champion owned a coffee shop a retail store a record label created a documentary and released two albums with five hits on top 10 Polish radio I really appreciate you coming on the show on top.
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: okay so Tom you're currently in Thailand aren't you
1: yeah yeah I can see the pool from here and I can see the beach out the window
0: oh <laughs> lucky you so tell me what you are actually doing there is it your place of living or you're there on a business trip or something
1: um well I, I came uh, three four years ago on a business trip and kept on coming back and now it's one of the places I live every year so for about six months a year I stay in Thailand
0: oh lucky you and how do you like Asia in general
1: Mm. It's it's different. It's a, it's a, um, depends where you go, right? Like I really enjoy um, Taiwan. Um, everything works, and it's uh, it's like the best of China and Japan. Um, Japan is a bit too rigid for me. China, not really. Thailand is um, very lax. Like anything goes. Mm-hmm. You can pay for anything. So it's I, I find it's pretty comfortable, um, definitely.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. And what does your typical day in your week look like? You're probably sitting somewhere close to the beach or to the pool <laughs> and enjoy the breeze and good sunny weather?
1: Uh, well, in the mornings and evenings, yes, but in the daytime I do work. So
0: Okay, at home, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, between like um so I'll, I'll wake up, I'll uh read something, enjoy like the the breeze. Um then I'll go to the gym. And come back at around 11 till 4 p.m. I'll work. That's my best hours. And then once again, I'll take time off. So, yeah, I do work about five hours uh, every day.
0: Oh, that's cool. I wish everyone could have such a possibility to travel the world and work from different beautiful places of our planet. But, of course, you need to work hard before you get to this point. And here I want to ask you, so how did you get started with marketing?
1: With marketing? Um Well, when I was 16, um, I part-owned a store, a record store with a couple of friends. And that was my first marketing uh, gig, I would think. And then it kind of just continued. I I went into the sales industry. I worked for a lot of companies at sales. Um, I owned a couple of different businesses after that. And you know, if you can't sell, you don't have a business, right? So that was my main focus always, to be able to sell, Um, which is getting the sales conversation down, right, to be able to sell things, and then marketing, which is amplifying those sales, so make more of them. Um, It was always my focus. Uh, I think everything else is easy as long as the money comes in.
0: Uh Yeah, okay. And then how close are your duties now to digital marketing? I mean, what place does marketing play now in your job, in your daily routine?
1: Uh, that's all I try to focus on. Um, everything else should be done by workers. My uh, my job is creating the systems, uh, the creatives, and leading the company. That's it. Everything oh, yeah. else pe- other people can do. But these main things I don't want anyone else to be in charge of um, because if anyone else is in charge of them, they own the company, not yeah. me, because they're responsible for the sales. <laughs> so that's my my duty.
0: Okay. And what about influencer marketing? You know, it's such a popular trend nowadays, and I'm sure that every business needs to have an influencer marketing as a part of the strategy. So what do you think about influencer marketing?
1: I mean, like the, the way we think of influencer market, marketing now, it is a bit of a trend, right? You know, you got the Instagram. Mostly that's really where it came from It's the Instagram piece, right? Yeah. Um, the problem with it is... So I had a few clients uh, recently who built up a huge following on Instagram, right? 400, so thousand, you know, and their reach went down by 80% because, you know, well, well, what happened with Facebook initially is, you know, when you put a post up in your group or your Facebook page, um, a lot of people seen it. Then the reach went down because Facebook wanted you to advertise and pay money, right? Of course. Since Instagram is owned by Facebook, it's the same move happening now, um, so that's become more challenging, and it's hitting influencers. You know, they're also trying to take away likes. You probably heard about that, and yeah, so many other you know things. So um, yes, influencing is very important. Having a brand is important. Selling yourself is, but thinking of influencing, just like that Instagram type of thing, it's more of a trend. You know, I, I always look at more evergreen things. So. You know, have something you control. Um, like for me, that's my website. You know, if you go to TomLyabelt.com, uh, you will see my biography, like my piece. I control that. Um, and all the influence kind of goes out of that. Um, and Instagram is great. But once again, it's not mine. I don't own it. Um, and then I feel... Like the work put into it could be shut down at any moment, and I got to start from scratch. Yes,
0: yes. We don't control the changes in the algorithm. Yeah.
1: So I think it it is important, but I think just the name change. Before it was more personal branding, Uh, build a platform. Now it's become an influencer. Um, But I actually find most influencers, the smaller ones on Instagram, don't actually make much money. You know, so it's part of like, yeah, you have a lot of views, you, you know, you make a lot of photos, but the money is not really there so i wouldn't focus on becoming an instagram influencer just have something that you can sell and think about how you can influence people um in a way you control and instagram could be a piece of that um but it shouldn't be your like end goal like i want to be an instagram influencer because it could change at any moment
0: yeah And uh, do you have some part of your business that is directly connected to influencer marketing or is influenced by influencer marketing the most?
1: Um, Well, I mean, my brand um, sort of is. So I don't know if this is going to be a video interview, but like if you look, this is what I gave up at my last conference, right? That I was part of.
0: Oh, We market
1: online courses, right? So I do in a controlled way. Um, do build my influence, right? Like my brand people um, reach out to me all the time because they've seen someone with my mouse pad or they've seen me at an interview. So I am doing it, but I'm doing it through my own way, right? So becoming going yeah. on podcasts like yours, um, I'm sharing influence. But it's not like a one-channel thing, right? So I spread it out as much as possible. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's super important. Yeah, I, I think um, – if you have a personal brand and you have influence, it's your life insurance policy in business. You can always sell something else um, if you have the reach. You know, So I think it's important.
0: Okay. And nowadays, there are more and more articles, different podcasts, blog posts dedicated to word of mouth marketing. So have you heard about that? And what do you think about it?
1: Well, word of mouth is usually either you shouting out how great you are, which is not the best way of doing it, um, or having your clients say how good you are, or
0: yeah.
1: having your friends or people who've seen you enough that's that influencing just say, Oh, you have a course you need to market, talk to Tom, which happens a lot with me. Um, and that's only because I've been using the channels to put my word out. Like right? I'll be on LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, all these social things, a lot of podcasts, you know, I'll give out these mouse pads, whatever, just to get people to know what I'm doing. Um, and and I actually found this, this was interesting. Um, I sponsored a conference not too long ago. And people had these, you know, different goals, right? Because, like, the conference person will ask you, what would you like to accomplish, you know, by the sponsorship? But for me, it's always like, I just want everyone at this conference to know what I do. That's it. That's my whole thing. Which, you know, they looked at me like, really? I was like, yeah, if you can pull that <laughs> up, I'm happy. And they did. They screamed from the, you know, conference stage like you know tom does this he wants you all to know and everyone looked at me and i was like yep that's me and that got me clients. <laughs> that got me clients. so um yeah that's what i would call word of mouth
0: <laughs> okay uh you know i personally like the idea that word of mouth marketing strategy is kind of long-term strategy with constant repetition of the message or story so it can be a good choice for companies with a low budget while influencer marketing tends to focus on short term goals, usually so word of mouth marketing requires less effort from my point of view, something like that.
1: Yeah, I I think that's about right. So the only way I would distinguish those is one control, right? Because if you don't control something, then that's short term because you don't control it and creating more evergreen content. Right, so things that like you heard of Amazon.com, right? The big company, and yeah, so most people have. And the one thing Jeff Bezos always tells his clients, and I have this on my wall too, is focus on things that don't change. As long as your messaging um, kind of goes in that direction, right? So that you know, if someone listens to it five years from now, they'll be like, "Oh wow, he still makes a lot of sense." That's a long-term word of mouth. If you are just showing people pictures from the beach and you're working on your laptop, which you're really not, you know, it's super uncomfortable to work on the laptop and on the beach. Um, you know, people forget there's not really much there. It's just, you know, the likes you're getting now and you're hoping the algorithm um, gives you some quick exposure for the next few days. And then it's, you know, you got to come up with a new picture, you know, because that's the algorithm. Yeah. you got to keep feeding it. So those things are very short-term. And, and in that way, yeah, influencers often just focus on, like, let me get the next 50 bucks or 100 bucks, which is not the long-term way to do it. Yeah, so I agree with you.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I know that you have a huge experience of working with influencers. So what can be the most important lesson that you learned from speaking with influencers from your point of
1: view? With um, that control aspect. You know, like I said, most of them don't make much money. And that's mostly because, one, um, they start the business uh, backwards, right? So a lot of influencers were like, I'm going to get a lot of exposure, and then I'm going to make money, um, which often is a very bad idea. You know, that's why you hear of someone with a million um, people following, can't even get them to buy them a pizza. It's it's (laughs) ridiculous, right? It's better to come up with something that you can sell and then start building exposure and influence around that. Something solid, Um, Yes. And then you can have a much smaller audience. You know, you can have 500 or 1000 people following you and make much, much, much more money. Um, So that's the biggest message. I just find influencers, um, just do it backwards. And then you can see it often. It hurts.
0: Yeah. Moreover, micro-influencers and nano-influencers are getting more and more popular nowadays than these with millions of millions of following. Today, we already mentioned the fact that for some businesses or startups, it may be rather expensive to go on an influencer marketing campaign. So is it possible for a low-budget company to go for an influencer marketing and do it successfully?
1: Yeah, of course. Very easy. So... Another part um, people like to skip over because it's not easy; it's hard, is getting the right message in front of the right audience. Right? If that's done correctly, it can be done very, very cheaply. Um, I've built the We Market online courses business almost all organically. We paid for almost nothing until recently because it, you know we can now, um, but it was all about getting the right message in front of the right people, and it took work. It wasn't easy, but we had a small following and made more profit than some of the clients we had with a huge following. And yeah, if you can get creative and really think about you know who your audience is and what they're looking for and then get them interested in you, you can actually do it very cheaply. Yeah, You don't need to be a big brand.
0: And how many years did it take to build your online marketing courses?
1: Um, this business, we we started playing around in this market about seven years ago, um, doing a couple partnerships. Um, the company didn't exist back then. It was just partnerships. Then about two years ago, we started taking clients on. And last, I would say, a year and a half, we got very serious about the company. And within about two months, we were fully booked. and and making very good income. It took two months from the moment we got serious to actually going full steam. um, And we haven't stopped since. So it's not a long process as long as you get those pieces in place.
0: Okay, so I wish you success in the future with your... Uh, online business. And in general, is it possible that an influencer marketing campaign just not going to work for your business just because it doesn't work in that particular niche? I mean, uh, do you think that influencer marketing is for all kinds of companies and industries?
1: That's a good question. Um, but it depends, you know, like, so... When you're building a company, um, you kind of need to figure out what your end goal is, right? Um, if you are building because you want to sell the business, um, it is better off if that company is not influenced too much by you, right? People are not buying it only because of you. and Because then when someone comes to buy the business, they'll be like, well, without you, it's not really a business anymore. So that's something you should kind of think when you're starting out. Uh, Like If you want to sell, maybe keep me out of it. Um, If you don't, yeah, why not? Like It's the easiest way and the fastest way to make money. Um, So that's (laughs) the only thing I would kind of think of is, do I want to sell or not?
0: Okay. And so this is the question that helps you understand uh, that influencer marketing is going to work for your particular company. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Pretty much, yeah. But because the thing is, you can work yourself into a corner, right? Like you're going to have great success. Things are happening. It's all because of you. And then it's like when it comes to time to get out, which is what you wanted to do, is that you can't, you know, because the company's like, well, it's not worth anything. So, yeah, I would ask myself that a lot. And for most people who just want to have a good business, solid business, um, and are not looking to sell, yeah, it's, it's, it's the best way to do it.
0: Okay, thank you. And if uh, something gets wrong in your business, what keeps you on going when things get tough with the influencer marketing campaign or just in your business? So what keeps you going on? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I never really thought about that much. Um, (laughs) Well, so the thing is, you're going to hit a lot of walls in your business, right? Like it's, you know, it's things that are going to happen. Like if you want to go through, you know, I have no... Um, employees to I want to have five employees, that's going to be a big challenge, right? If I want to scale my business and let's say from 10K to make 20K, 30K, there's going to be a lot of problems. You know, if you want to go from 10 clients to 50, a lot of problems, like you're always going to get problems, you know, things will happen, channels shut down. So I think just like with me, it's just, you know, with experience, like I know you just got to stick on the bus pretty much that's what I call it and just write it out, you know, and if you're on the third stop and you're like, Oh, this sucks. This bus looks much better. (laughs) You could get off, you know, and go on to the different bus, but then you realize in a couple of years, Oh, I'm on the third stop again. And I have two choices, either move to a different bus, which looks better or push through and go to the fourth, fifth stop and have a better business. What I do find a lot of people do is they get off on the third stop or second stop every single time, and then when you ask them, it's like, well, how much experience do you have? It's like, oh, 20 years. and I'm like, "Mm, not really. You have two years of experience 10 times, right? So it's not really that much. Um, So you just got to stick through a lot of problems to build your business. Now, if your niche is dying or something happened and you need to get out, then do so, but most of the time it's not that someone's just oh i don't want to think and do this hard thing to move forward which i mean that's that's business right just just do it
0: <laughs> yeah true and what is your source of inspiration so what inspires you to find those new niches for business to find new decisions to find new people to work with
1: interesting inspiration <laughs> Yeah, I mean these it? are these are not questions <laughs> I, I think about so much, you know, like
0: <laughs> So you just keep on going. better. Uh, well, so no what's I, happening.
1: Well yeah, I mean I, I like what I do for the most part. Like you're not gonna like every piece of your business, you know. But overall I do like being in control of things. Um, now, you know, reaching out to people, it's it, it's there's cycles, right? Like there's moments where I'm like, oh I want to talk to so many people and, and meet them, and then there's times where I just don't. I'm tired of everyone. Um, So (laughs) so I think it's for everyone, right? So like if I'm building a new business in the beginning, a lot of excitement, a lot of hustle, right? I'm I'm into it. Then things start getting bored, you know, because things are working, you're making money, and things are kind of boring. And then you just decide, do I want to keep building it and go through some more excitement, or do I want to shut it down, sell it, start something new? A lot of the things I've done were from boredom. (laughs) you know like oh business is doing great there's nothing for me to do employees tell me to go away let's film a movie you know yeah so it's that type of stuff right like just you know and that happens too in a good business employees will be like tom like i don't need you you're actually hurting us more than helping like okay so let me do something
0: (laughs) okay thank you tom so tell me please where can all listeners connect with you online so what can you tell me about your presence online where can the audience find you
1: I think smart brand marketing um, is the easiest way. So smartbrandmarketing.com, and you can find everything kind of from that. Um, Like our business, we market online courses. will be under that. Um, We track your marketing under that. Our older one, which still moves a little bit, we create online courses also under that. Like You will see different things I'm playing with underneath that brand. Um, That's the one thing I don't want to change. It's like the umbrella that everything gets built under. But yeah, I'm super easy to find.
0: <laughs> okay. So then I'll put these links that you will send me in email later in the description box to this episode. And what message do you want to leave my listeners with?
1: Um, well, what is it that you usually teach your listeners? And I'll try to expand on that. Like, what is your message for them?
0: Um, I have, a, you know, I, I really have a new message uh, after each episode, after each interview with a new guest. So what maybe can you tell them about? um What can keep them moving? So what can keep them moving in this hard world when the competition is high, uh, when you think that, oh, I'm not going to succeed in that business because there are already so many uh, successful people in that niche. So maybe something like that. Oh,
1: okay. Competition. Um, it's funny because I, I never care about my competition. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't. Um, like I'll look what they're doing a little bit, you know, like just glance, like what offerings they're doing. But I often find um, I'll have someone you know call me up about something, and i will be like, "Oh, I spoke to all your competitors. You're too expensive." And I'm like, "Okay," and they're like, "I'll still go with you," and I completely don't care if the, the customer comes with me or you know the competition. Um, so here's my advice for this. When I first started out in the marketing industry, um, I was trying to market to everybody. I will work with anyone, you know, I'll, I'll, whatever, just. I'm the marketing guy. And someone would come up to me and be like, well, why should I work with you over someone like Dan Kennedy or Jay Abraham or, you know, one of these big, big guys. And I'm like, no reason whatsoever. You should definitely go with these people if you can afford them or, you know, find them because I would. By going into more of a niche, um, so becoming a big fish in a small pond, right, which is the course marketing. I'm like one of the top in the world in that. Now, if someone says, like, well, why should I work with Dan Candy? I was like, why in the world would you want to work with that guy? He has no idea about courses. No idea. And then they'll be like, oh, well, but this person, you know, also is big in this industry. I'm like, mm, they don't work with you anymore. They will sell you some course on how to market courses, but they don't actually work with you. So I became, you know, I positioned myself. And this is a marketing through, right, you know, um, in a way where it's a no-brainer for most of the people to work with me. And I think you should kind of look at that within your competition, too. Is it just that you're in too big of a market and you shouldn't be yet? You know, like I could maybe go back in 10 years into the big marketing space and be like, well, now I'm so good. You should just go with me. Right. You know, never know. What if I feel like it? But it could be that you just need to go a little more narrow and then and I know some listeners won't like this. Just get better. (laughs) Just become better at what you do and people will not care about your competition anymore.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Tom, for joining me today and coming to my podcast show. I hope you liked being a guest on my Instagram growth podcast. So thank you for sharing this valuable information. I wish you success in all of your business and all your marketing campaigns and hope to collaborate in future.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great.
0: Thank you. Goodbye. Take care. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.